you, Lord. I just want to carry on that prayer of Donnie's. <clears throat> Lord, this morning, I pray that you would come. That when we leave this place, we leave with the fingerprints of God upon our life. Thank you, Lord. Oops. If it's your first time here, you'll know that I rain. Not you won't know that I rain. I cry as often as I do. Rain is like serious cry. It's just such a significant thing to spend time worshiping God, spend time in His Word, and so for me, it's the highest importance is those things and not only on a Sunday but during the week as we find ourselves in God's word in his presence so last week what did we speak about far lookers you're right that's what we spoke about for takers far lookers and so what you know you know if we if we don't want to be left behind and what God wants to do, we need to look ahead. We need to, when we do something, it's with the understanding of what I do now is going to affect me down the road. There's, there's that thing. People often say, so we are a prophetic people. Every, oh, I'm a prophetic people. But then they, 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 the way that they live is not prophetic. Because we should be living with eternity in mind, and so that should make what happens, happens here in our life. I've got a long scripture that I want to read, so I wonder if you guys could concentrate with me. I even said to Patty, this piece of scripture is long for me. <laughs> so we need to know that this brief life that we spend here, 80 years. I've said to Patty, I'm happy if I get to 80. If I go over 80, that's bonus time. Her mom's 85, so she doesn't really like to hear that if you live to 80, you've done well. But if I get to 80, I've done well. Um, and uh, so this brief life, the 80 years that I have here, and probably the first, I don't know, 10, 12 years is not really going to determine eternity. But uh, we need to be ready for what God has for us. We live for. It's not we, not, we don't live for, but we live in. So we live in this place now. We live in this place where we're, we're looking to God. We're looking down the road, what is going on. I was a bit lazy this morning. I wanted to actually do something very small on the on the screen and then I wanted to make it big and that's how it is when when we identify what God wants us to do instead of being like oh we can't see what's going on suddenly it's yeah I can do this prophetic people prophetic people see the future they embrace it so we embrace what eternity means to us and then we live it out now now we live it out. Our lifestyle, the words that we speak, we live it out now. 
So 2 Corinthians 4 and verses 7 to chapter 5 verses 11. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-suppressing power from God is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side but not crushed, perplexed but not in despair, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. Who, who can say that they felt like that sometimes? Eh? Crushed down, perplexed. And you think, no, man, I'm going to get up. I'm going to push back. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then death is at work in us, but life isn't at work in you. It is written, I believe, therefore, I have spoken. Since we have... I can't hear you behind that mask. I'm so glad she doesn't have to wear that mask at home. Otherwise, she'd be shouting at me all the time. If you had to wear that mask at home, you'd be shouting at me all the time. Because my hearing's not 100%, it's about 995 Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary. This thing that we're doing now, it's temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan because the scripture is taking so long. Longing to be clothed instead of... A, I was just checking who was listening. They're laughing outside because they've got like a delay, I think. Longing to be clothed and said with our heavenly dwelling, because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. That's quite a, like a statement of faith. Hey, if we haven't got clothes, we're naked. I'll... Hey, babe. Now, the one who has fashioned us for this purpose is God who has given us the Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we live at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we live by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So we make it our goal to please Him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. For we must all appear. This is a scary part. We must all, every one of us, saved, unsaved, everyone, all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one of us may receive what is due for us, things done while in the body, whether good or bad. I was thinking as I was preparing this message, Maybe I should find somebody that can read really well and get them to do the scriptures. 
I'm watching out for that person. Hey? Where's Penny? Penny's. Penelope. It was so bad. <laughs> you must call Penny Penelope, but you've got to call her Penelope Jane. Otherwise, you're in trouble. So we live with eternity in our hearts. What, is, what does that mean to us? Or what, what, what difference does it mean? I, I, I want to tell you, for me, because I know of judgment seat coming one day, it makes me very careful on how I live. And the Lord has sent my wife to help me because I, I'm just naturally a naughty person. I want to... I want to say things and do things and I fortunately got a wife that's she's very like conservative and <laughs> I wouldn't have married her so what we think what we do how we live and you know what those things are not while we there's no pressure that is while we are under pressure you know the story you tell the kids about uh, what comes out you can't put back Remember that one. What comes out, you can't put back. So what comes out, you can't put back. And, and the illustration is to grab a pillow and rip it and all the feathers. So now put that back. That's what happens. It comes out. Careless words. Matthew twelve thirty six. it says, We will have to give account for every word they have spoken. Every word we have spoken. Who knows that movies you watch these days, unless they are censored, we can't really watch them. They, they're bad. So people, how can you afford DSTV? Me, because I want to watch a movie that hasn't got swearing in it. Because all the Mnet channels haven't got swearing. And it's the only program that's got all the sport too. <laughs> That's the real reason. <laughs> Patsy watches for the movies, I watch for the sport. We have to all stand in front of a judgment seat one day. Guys, you know what? You need to see that, otherwise it's not going to affect you. I'm, I'm, ready, I'm busy reading a book by John Bavera. It's called Eterni Eternity Something. But he's telling the story. I'm in the middle of the story where these kids all go to school and they, they study at the same school and then they come out of there, but now the different things that they do in their life. You've got the careless one and the independent one. and the, uh, So you've got all these different names. And now the time has come. They finished their schooling. Now they're standing before the judgment seat. And God is going to hand out their judgment. Now, this is the kingdom of God. Eh? They've all come from the kingdom of God. So the first person stands up and they talk and he tells them, what about that, what about that, what about that? And they're talking and they're talking. And he says, you, into hell. Goodness me, if I go to hell, I've woken up on occasion with pictures of hell going through my mind and I remember a guy that I was on his team and he said to us one day people in hell 
will be shouting at their pastors, why didn't you tell me? Because once you're there, there's no coming back. Eh? And so it's, it's not only my responsibility, it's you guys' responsibility to be speaking to people. Tell them, listen, it's not going to go good. So now I'm jumping the whole next scripture. Okay. There's, there's eternal rewards. I'm going to speak about that the next time we our chat. It's going to be eternal rewards. It's all these crowns that are getting laid up for us. But our lifestyle and our words and our careless living are actually reducing what God wants to give to us. And you know what? At the end, we're going to have this crown. And if it's got many crowns, you're going to take them and you're going to throw them at the feet of Jesus. And I don't want to stand there and go, ding! The last part of that scripture, it says, if it is burned up, it's talking about the different things, the builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved even though only as one escaping through the flames. If you're born again, if you've surrendered your life to Him, you might get into heaven, but with no rewards. We used to always laugh about the fact that, oh, you're going to sweep streets, and you're going to have a mansion, and all that stuff. You know what? I'll just be happy to sweep those streets. I don't want hell. I don't want hell. So what does it do, this uh, eternity in our hearts? It, it's, it makes us live with a fear of God in, at every level. When I want to get up and I want to shout at my wife, I'm going to reap that later. When I'm driving down the road and someone cuts in front of me and I want to lay hands on them. It's biblical, eh? Lay hands on them. And I want to lay them fast and furious as well. And there's also the fivefold ministry. I don't do it anymore because I'm too old and they'll probably overpower me. But in, back in that day... Ten, ten oaks would be in trouble. Hey? I can't hear you, babe. Oh, before Christ. Yeah, that's, oh, no, even after I gave my life to the Lord. No, it's true. No, you can't lie. You're going you're gonna, to gonna hell. <laughs> Liars go to hell. I'm not going to hell. When I got saved, there was something that carried over with me, and it was anger and aggression. That's how I'd grown up my whole life. I'd grown up like that. And so when I, when I got saved, a lot of stuff went, but this thing stayed. And I had to be prayed for on a number of occasions to actually get rid of that thing. My poor wife, because I got saved three months before we got married. How's that? I didn't know, but the whole church was saying to her, you can't marry him if he's not saved. Lucky I didn't know that before we got married. I'd have got unsaved. 
But really, uh, this thing was inside of me, and I had to get to the place where I realized if I don't sort this thing out, what happens down there is not going to be what God wants it to be. You've got to get your farlookers out, otherwise you're in trouble. You can't sit with your glasses on and look here. That's not going to help you. You're going to get all uh, uptight with yourself because when you look here, there's just so much stuff. But when you look there, you say, I can change this so that I can live like that. These things are the worst invention I've ever had. I wear it because I've been told to wear it. But I don't know about you, this like stuff in here, it tickles my nose, and then my nose starts to run. So I haven't got all those fancy ones that some of you guys have got. So then I'm sitting here, and my nose is running, and then... Uh, we were praying for a guy the other day. He had this thing off. Eventually, his nose was running so much, he took that thing and he cleaned his nose off. <laughs> so it says, Then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. My saving grace, it says, at peace with him, not you. <laughs> you act so slow today. You must be cold. You've got brain freeze or something. Eternity enables us to pay the price. 2 Corinthians 6, verses 4 to 10. Rather, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every, every way, in great endurance, in troubles, Hardships, distresses, and beatings, and prisons, imprisonments, and riots. Me and Russell, we have a good chuckle every now and again because we're the only two directing elders that have actually been into jail. That was part of my aggression. That was before I saved that, eh? Yeah. Guy jumped on the bonnet of my car. I just polished it. It was an RS2000 Escort. You can't even find them anymore. It was, it was beautiful. And I went for a drive. It was New Year's Eve. I went for a ride in my car down the beachfront in Durban. In those days, you still could drive down there. Now it's like a promenade. You can't drive there. And this guy ran, and he jumped on my bonnet. I didn't even think. I got out of the car. I grabbed him by the shoulders like that, and I pulled him down. And as I did this, I felt this hand on my shoulder. I thought, no, no, this is his friend that's going to try and punch me as I turn around. So I just turned and punched, and the policeman was on his bottom. <laughs> Come with me. About 10 of them jumped on me. Not a nice place to spend your night. So... The price, what's the price going to be? It's going to be inconvenience. It can be perseverance. It's going to be persecution and opposition. It's going to be, it's inconvenient to be honest, to be pure, and depend on God. As Patty was saying, when I worked for SAPI, they'd call me out because at night the production managers are not there, but the factory carries on running. 
and they would call me out. And I would go there, and as I was on my way there, God would tell me, that is wrong. And I'd arrive there, and I'd say, we have to change that bearing over there because it seized, and that roller can't turn anymore. Oh, no, we've checked it already. I said, change that bearing. Well, I was the big shot, so they had to change the bearing. Change the bearing, machine runs again. Sappy had to close down one year. We had a drought as bad as what Cape Town did. And Sappy used to supply water to the town. But because the water was so low, they had to shut the factory down so that the town could survive. And so they called us all together in this meeting. And the chief operation, the CEO, or not the CEO, the COF or whatever, I don't know. He's standing there and he says, so, so what do we do now? I just fell on my knees. I said, we pray. I prayed. The next day the rain came. It had such an impact. When I walked past people, I said, could have been a real palooka. But you know what? When we step out and we're dependent on God, very seldom we find ourselves uh, being disappointed in what He does for us. Eternity enables us to see what is truly valuable. Eternal and not temporal. Hebrews 12 and verse 27, one of my favorite scriptures. I'm not going to read it. Uh, it says, the heavens and the earth will be shaken. Once again they will be shaken, which means they were shaken once before already. But they, they will be shaken. Can you? I don't know if you've ever been in an orchard where the fruit is up on the trees and, and it, it gets shaken, and those that fruit starts to fall to the ground. It's going to be shaken, guys. We're going, to, we're going to experience shaking. And I'm not trying to intimidate you or make you afraid or make you scared, but there's going to be shaking. Why is there shaking? So that uh, we understand that there's eternity. We understand that the kingdom of God is unshakable. Everything else will be shaken loose, but the kingdom of God is unshakable. Romans 14, 17, one of my favorite scriptures, it says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. You know what? A lot of people, they say righteousness, peace, and joy. Not in the Holy Spirit. I want to tell you, we can't do that without the Holy Spirit. We cannot do it without Him. This scripture I love. For the kingdom of God to advance, it has to be forceful. In Matthew eleven twelve, it says, From the days of John the Baptist until the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. 
For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. I've always believed that I, you got people that really like to teach the word, Penelope Jane. You're going to read my scriptures from now, eh? No, no, the people enjoy it much more. And uh, so, the king, it, it's, for me, I've always, I've, if I've erred, it's been on the side of the, the Holy Spirit. I'm not a, I can teach God's word, but it's not, I don't think that's my strength. And that's why I've been really affected, and it's made me study the word to teach it more, this whole COVID thing, because we can't lay hands on people. And I really feel to, to see the power of God, you actually need to put your hands on them. I've seen God move without touching them, but I've seen it much more often when, when you are touching them. And so I'm trusting that uh, we're going to have a family meeting sometime. Fellow South Africans, eternity encourages, encourages us to live by faith. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 6 to 7. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we live by faith and not by sight. You see, in Nelspreit, when those oaks phone. Patty was living by faith. I was like, hey, babes, they're offering me more than what I worked back there for. No, we didn't come here to, for you to get a better job. We came here for you to plant a church. And my goodness, God blessed us. In the first year, we started with four people. In the first year, 45 people got saved, gave their lives to God. Just the, the sweet presence of Jesus. And I prayed. I said, Lord, I don't want transfer growth. Yes, they can come. I don't mind. But I want to see people saved. It does, of course, bring a whole lot of challenges with it. <laughs> Eternity keeps us encouraged. Paul says, imitate me. I urge you to imitate me. Do what you see me doing. When you see me looking, look with me. Let's look together. Let's, let's go together. When I first got saved, I was of the opinion that I just had to get myself over the line. I didn't worry about anyone else. Hey, I'm getting over the line. I'm going. And as I've grown in God... I've just, my heart is to get as many people over that line as I can. That's why when people backslide after having served Him faithfully, they fall away from serving Him, my heart breaks because they obviously can't see eternity. They don't know what is waiting for them. It keeps us grateful no matter what. 2 Corinthians 4.15 says, All this is for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Don't you enjoy it when God does something for you? Just like, boom. 
And it's like, wow, I can't believe my father did this for me. My kids, they've got a real tug on my heart. And so my, my youngest son, after many years of serving him, actually leading worship in Benoni, then coming down here and being part of the worship group in Durbanville worship group, decided he didn't want to serve God. I remember the day I came home, I think it was actually on a Wednesday I'd been to comp, and I came home and he had started smoking, which Patty found the cigarettes in his pocket. So I said to him, you can't be in the worship group if you're smoking. And he said, you know what? I don't want to serve Jesus anymore. I have not had a rev revelation of him. And my heart was broken. That young man, he actually worked for the church in Benoni. Every Friday at quarter to 12, he would come home. I would give him my notes so that he had typed it for me because he can type like Donnie. I'm like, check the 747s. And yet he walked away from God. I remember him saying to me, Dad, I've, I've listened to me. He, he had been everywhere with us. He had been out the country with us. He said, Dad, I've listened to many people preach, but there are none that use as many scriptures as what you do. You know what? It says the truth shall set you free, but only if you live it out, if you act it out. Eternity enables us to stand firm. Stand firm. Guys, when you go through difficult things, get hold of one another. Get hold of somebody. If you don't go down kicking on your own. Go down knowing that I've got brothers and sisters. They're standing with me. They're praying with me. This congregation is unbelievable. We've, only, we've been here three years, but 18 months of that's been COVID. And so we got COVID. We didn't have enough faith. <laughs> Speak for yourself. You actually gave it to me. <laughs> and this congregation just spoils us. Like you cannot believe. People helped us. They cared for us. I said to Patty at that stage, I think I'm going on pension. They're taking such good care of us. I don't need to work anymore. So she had to convince me not to go on pension. She bought me my car. She said, you can't go on pension now. You, you too, your car's too young for you. Keeps us, 1 Peter 1.17, it says, since you, are call, since you call on a father who judges every person's work impartially, live out your time as foreigners here in a 
in reverent fear. Here's something. Write this down if you're writing. Your destiny, eternity, your destiny determines your direction. Your destiny determines your direction. If you get it the wrong way around, you'll end up in the wrong place. If your direction is in the wrong place, your destiny is, you're not going to get to your destiny. It's been so good since cell phones came out and you can put the pin in and it tells you how to go there. But you've got to watch out because sometimes it takes you through the worst places that you can think of to actually get you there. When we were still in Benoni, we had to go somewhere and Patty punched the thing in and we were going and we are going and suddenly we realized, hey, we are in Hilbra. What do we do now? And then the buildings are so tall it starts cutting the signal to tell you where to go. Whoa, that wasn't lacquer. I said, get the book out of the cubbyhole. I always told Patty, forget that phone, get the book. Because I like to see the big picture. I don't want to see this little picture. Turn left, turn right. Eventually I shouted, shut up, man. So your destiny will determine your direction. Eternity enables us to give ourselves to Christ's work. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 58. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Make a decision that you're going to set your eyes on, on, on eternity. And you know what, people... People get all uncomfortable when they think, but I don't believe God's called me to lead a com or to be an elder or whatever. I agree with you. It doesn't matter what work you do. What matters is you know where you're going. And so you need to know this path that goes along this way. You can't. You can't be sidetracked by positions and functions. If that's in your path, that's fine. Then you go through that and you pick it up if you feel it's from God. You know what? We, we only men, Donnie and myself, we only men. I'm much more powerful man than him, but anyway. He's a weak man. I'm a strong man. But they rely on us to give our opinion for the guys coming onto eldership. Yes, they get interviewed by another guy, but what slant we put there is there. It's not going to change. Why? Because we know where you're coming from in this congregation. We watch you. We see what's going on. You think we don't know. God tells us. I used to tell my kids when they were small, they would do naughty things. Eh? We had a huge garden. It was like an acre, eh? that one in Pretoria Street. It was an acre. 
and there were trees and bushes and things all over. And like they would leave in the morning on a Saturday. They don't come home at lunchtime and then go back out and come back supper time. And I used to say to him, you know what? The Holy Spirit will tell me if you do wrong. You know what? They tried it a few times and they came short because God did. He shows you. He he doesn't say, oh, they're doing that. But you just, that's it. I know that. Get them. Check Andre's pointing at Lane. (laughs) Parents know, man. They just know. God, God has given us that so that we do know. Like Joel, he could only get away with what he was doing for so long, and then God showed us. And when Patty asked him, that was it. He went down. He went down to the worship leader in Durbanville, the Oakley Leeds worship, to go and tell him, listen, I'm out of the worship group. So Greg, who's the worship leader there, says, hey, Joel, even if you're not saved, can you come and play for me? (laughs) Oh, he was a really good musician. And you know what the funny thing is? Me and Patty laughed about it. From the time that he he stopped serving the Lord, he had a keyboard, he had a guitar, he had a bass guitar, he had an electric guitar. He doesn't play any of those. It's almost like God has said, no. He doesn't play them, and he loved music before. Yeah, we've got to set our eyes on eternity and allow that to influence every decision you make. I was speaking to you, Andre, the other day. I said, when Clara does something wrong, which is not often, It's more him that's wrong than her. But anyway. When Clara does something wrong and you're going to discipline now, you must discipline with the future in mind. Not just now, this is a problem, let's sort this out. No. You must with the future in mind. And so that takes on different, different things. You have to discipline in different ways. Because some sin is unto death, some is not. You need to teach and train your children. I think if parents do this thing with their children, more and more kids will actually serve the Lord. Because they reckon the highest percentage of people that get saved are those under 14 years old. You have to teach and train. You can't just tell them. You must teach them and then you must train them. You must do it with them. To be able to do this, to be able to do these things, to live your life out to to eternity, the first thing is you need to have surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. Otherwise, you are not in the kingdom of God. The only way out of that place 
is to surrender your life to Jesus. And once you've done that, you need the Holy Spirit to actually help you to do what you, you want to do. You can't do it in your own strength. Patty got saved a year before me. I got saved. The next week I got filled with the Holy Spirit. Patty struggled in that first year because she didn't have the Holy Spirit. Then she got baptized soon after that. She struggled. It's very hard to go through difficult things and you haven't got the Holy Spirit living inside of you. So where's the little pink lady? She should be sneaking in here by now. Guys, you heard them say, if there's anything that these two couples have in their life that you need to let me and Donnie know about, you need to come and tell us. Eh? You really need to come. It's no good after they made elders. Oh, yeah, but no. Too late. Sorry. But the other thing I need to tell you is that it, it needs to be a biblical reason. Not some, oh, I don't like them. No, that doesn't count. Because I don't think many people like you, Andre. <laughs> but they, they love Anita. So that's okay. He's got him and her and Clara have got this show on the road. Eh? Both of those couples, Lindy and Luke, and Johandre and Anita, I'm so thankful that God has brought them through. It's been a long time that me and Donnie have been.